Okay, what words stood out for you in that video? God. You remember what the beginning words were? The good I am seeking. The good I am seeking. This is important for today's lesson. So let's say it together. The good I am seeking. The good I am seeking is what? God. I heard that. Good job. What is the good you're seeking? So Emily Curtis, I'm sorry, Emma Curtis Hopkins was called the teacher of teachers. She taught in the United States in the late 1800s, which is not very long ago. She taught at the end of the Civil War, and she was born in 1845 and died in 1925. She taught the founders of this unity movement. She taught the founders of religious science. She is a connecting point between all the teachers who worked in what we call New Thought Theology. She was a woman in a time when women didn't lead, who taught 50,000 students in a time when you couldn't just jump on a jet and fly to the other part of the world. She was a woman who taught during a time that women couldn't vote yet, and people listened to her. Charles Fillmore, who founded Unity with his wife, said this about her. She is undoubtedly the most successful teacher in the world. In many instances, those who enter her classes, confirmed invalids, came out at the end of the course perfectly well. Her very presence heals, and those who listen are filled with new life. Never before on the planet have such words of burning truth been so eloquently spoken through a woman. I could have done fine until that last three words. <laughs> That's all right. At that time in the 1800s, that was a really big deal. That's why I wanted to share the quote with you because in the 1800s, for 50,000 people to listen to anybody, was a, it was a big challenge just to get to people. But for 50,000 people to listen to a woman and for a woman to inspire and found not one, not two, but multiple spiritual communities that still exist today speaks to how powerful she was. And you didn't have a conversation with Emma. You didn't come in to Emma and say, you know, I was thinking about what you said last week. And I think maybe I feel differently about it. You didn't have a conversation with Emma because Emma had solid faith in what she believed and she would not entertain any doubt. It was not a question. She was going to tell you what she thought, what she thought you could believe it or not, but you could not question her on her beliefs because her beliefs were her beliefs and she was solid in them. How many of you would like to be that solid in your own belief? Whatever your belief is, right? You want to be solid. Aww. You want to be solid in whatever your belief is. My goodness, Layla. She's solid in her belief, whatever it is. That's right. So Emma taught basically 12 lessons. 
And I want to talk to you today about the first three. And for those of you that have been around Unity for a while, these are not going to be new to you. But I want you to know how easy it is to move away from them. So Emma taught the first three things, the naming, denials, and affirmations. The naming, denials, and affirmations. So let's start with the naming. Oh, you can stay down there. Anybody know what this is called? This is called a bed of nails. You can see why, because there's little nails in there. I don't know, there's probably two or 300 of them. So I can do lots of things with this bed of nails. I can make things in here, can't I? But no matter what I do with it, it's still a bed of nails, isn't it? So if I hold it this way and I do this, let's imagine, let's just imagine. Can you guys see that? Okay. Let's imagine those are two islands, just two little islands that are rising there and that what you see below it is an ocean. Is anything connecting one island to another? Huh? Right. So if you took the water away, let's think about this. If you took the water away, if you went out to the ocean and you stood on one island and you could take the water away to the next island, would the islands be connected? Dang sure straight hope so, right? If not, there's no planet underneath. We have a problem. They're all connected, aren't they? So what Emma understood is that there is no break from one God to another. There is no their God and your God and this God and that God. There either is or there is not God. And there is no you are different from you are different from you or different from you. There is no God out there because if planet Earth doesn't exist, can islands exist? No. If you are not connected to God, if you're not connected, how are you, how are you existing? How are you being, breathing, doing what you do? This is, this is a core belief for Emma. A core belief for Emma is there is one. There is one God there is one people, and somehow we are all interconnected with that God. We are not separate from God. This is a, a very big difference from traditional religious teachings, isn't it? Now imagine you're in 1800 at a time when you're a woman and you don't have any voice in the country, and you're telling people that you are one with God. I don't know how she got 50,000 people to listen to her then. But it's important that we listen now. It's important that we understand we can separate ourselves through lots of different things. Most of us here argue with that idea that there's some God out there. But we do have a sense when we go into the silence that there is something holy. 
We have a feeling of that holiness, a feeling of divine presence. And it's because that divine presence is moving us. It's who we are. We are the moving hands, feet, spirit of God. And we believe that to be good. That thing we call God, we believe to be good. So what is the good we are seeking? So this is what Emma asked. She said, coming from the belief that we are one with the divine, that we are the moving, living, breathing presence of God. We don't have to go somewhere out there and find God. We don't have to beg for God's to notice our prayers. There is not a, a cell in us that isn't God. If we are that, we are God moving, being, breathing, doing. And if God is good, then what is the good we're seeking? We have to name it. So if you go to the bank and you say, here's a blank check, give me some money. Will they give it to you? No, No, because you have to do what to it? You have to sign it, but you have to do something more important than that. You have to tell them what you want. I want $100. I want this. I want that. You have to tell them. You can't just say, I'm one with God and I'm seeking good. It's random. How do you even measure that? If you want to believe that, if you want to have a, a manifest experience of God that is your own manifest experience, not one somebody else had, but your own experience, then you have to name the good you're seeking and watch for it. And when it shows up, then you can say, Ah, every time I seek the good, it shows up for me. That would be God showing up for me. So what is the good you're seeking? Are you seeking health? The good I'm seeking is health. The good I'm seeking is patience. The good I'm seeking is harmony with the people close to me. The good I'm seeking is my manifest success. The good I'm seeking is a safe world. The good I'm seeking is the laughter of a child. The good I'm seeking is to wake up and want to get out of bed. What is the good you're seeking? The good I'm seeking is that the dinner I cook will not burn. What is the good you're seeking? Ask yourself every day. This is what changed Emma's life and why people listened to Emma. Because she wouldn't take, I'm seeking good as an answer, or I'm seeking God as an answer. She would say, what is the good you're seeking? Wake up every day and ask yourself, what is the good you're seeking? What is it? When you ask yourself, you open for the Holy Divine to show you the good you're seeking. So when you watch the video, what you saw is the good I am seeking is love. God is love. The good I'm seeking is health. God is health. The good I am seeking is joy. God is joy. Over and over when we get the good that we're looking for, when we actually see it, we recognize that it's a responsive universe, isn't it? 
that there is something responding to what we're putting out there. We're not just randomly putting beseeching prayers out and feeling like God isn't listening to us because I want God to fix my whole life, which is not the same as the good I am seeking is the strength I need to live my life. What is the good you're seeking? So she believed we are all talking to the same divine field, divine source, divine presence. We're all seeking something that we need to name. And she believed that you have to deny everything else, not live in denial. Two really different things. So you don't say, oh, all those bill collectors, they don't exist. They're not real. They'll make themselves real to you. You say, those bill collectors have no power over me. They have no power over me. I get to choose who I will be in this moment and what I will do. And I am seeking the good that is this. This has no power over me. My fear that this situation won't resolve has no power over me. I am seeking resolution. I am seeking peace with this issue. This, whatever it is that I'm angry about, I can acknowledge I'm angry about it, but it has no power over me because I will turn my attention to the good. And I will keep myself focused there. What do you see when you turn your eyes? What do you see? Hello? What's ahead of you? Yes? What you see is what's in front of you. If you're looking at what upsets you, makes you angry, takes your peace away, that's where you're going to live. If you put your focus on... The good you are seeking, you will see it. It will come up in front of you. It's magic. It's a miracle. It's God. It's the thing we can't convince ourselves is true until we do it. And we're afraid that if we don't keep our eye on what's wrong, it will get the better of us. So we put our energy on what we don't like instead of what we want. And when you're looking at what you don't like, you can only walk into that. You have to turn your focus to where you want to be. If you want to be healthy, turn towards health. And you will see the way to bring yourself to more health. If you want to be prosperous, turn towards prosperity. Look for it. Name the ways that your life is prosperous. If you, want to, if you want to bring peace into your life, turn your focus toward the good you are seeking. Now remember, there are a whole lot of people standing back here who will go, hello, watch out, something terrible is going to happen to you. That has no power over me. That has no power over me. I am the moving living, breathing hands and heart of God. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing here. And I will keep my eyes on what I am focused on creating. 
This is what Emily Curtis, what Emmy, Emma Curtis Harris, uh, let's call her ECH. <laughs> this is what ECH brought to the planet. The good I am seeking is that has no power over me, right? These are very practical tools you can use. And that's the point of this series. The point of this series is not for someone to hand you God on a platter. The point of this series is to say the tools are in your hand. You can make this happen. These are the tools you need. One is the ability to say no to not the thing. Whatever is happening, that's real. It's happening. What you're denying is that it's in charge of you instead of you're in charge of it. You are the divine power. If you aren't, what's the point? If you are not the moving, living, breathing hands of the holy on earth, what's the point? What are we really doing this for? We are doing this to bring good forth. So what is the good that we're seeking? These three things you could work on the rest of your life and do nothing else. And it would change everything about your life experience. And it doesn't matter how you name your God. And it doesn't matter what church you name as yours. It doesn't matter how you were brought up or what you walked away from. What matters is, do you acknowledge there's a divine presence? Is it one presence? Do you acknowledge it? Are you willing to be it in motion? And if you look at Christianity as your model, isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus was God on earth. He did it. He healed. He made sure people ate. He, he accomplished miracles. We could name many archetypes that did that. But nobody ever got to, he didn't go, gee, let's name an apostle. Gee, Paul, I'm not sure. Gee, Mark, Matthew, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's true. He never let anybody pull him out of what he knew to be true. And that's the thing about Emma Curtis Hopkins. She didn't let anybody mess with her faith. Her faith stayed stable. And when people questioned her on her faith, she said, no, you can do whatever you want, but you have no power over me. You have no power over me. This is what I know to be true. And this is where I'm pointing myself. And the good I'm seeking is that. And she kept herself going there. And 50,000 people followed her because she was on a path that was working. And people walked into her classes ill and uncomfortable in their heart and in their soul and in their physical body. And they experienced healing because they did what she suggested. That's pretty powerful. So the lesson is really simple. What is the good you're seeking? Do you acknowledge there is something holy by whatever name you want? Don't assume that everybody in the room acknowledges that. Some of us just come here to build community and that's okay. But if you want to have an experience of God, you got to know there is one, right? If that's what you came for, acknowledge there is a divine presence I am one with that presence. The good I am seeking is this, and that has no power over me. This is a formula for the rest of your life. 
I have some quotes for you. Ernest Holmes said, prepare your mind to receive the best that life has to offer. Prepare your mind. That's a huge challenge. Prepare your mind to receive the best that life has to offer. Myrtle Fillmore said, prayer then is to change our minds and hearts so that God's omnipresent good may fill our minds and hearts and manifest in our lives. Prayer is not a beseeching thing we do with God. Prayer is setting clear with the universe what it is that we are seeing as the good we're seeking. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the ancestor of every action is a thought. The ancestor of every action is a thought. And finally, Emma Curtis Hopkins said, if God is your world, what have you got to fear? 